We pick up at the top of uh, 28, Chafchet, uh, uh, as follows, Rabbi Huda Omer, uh, the Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda says, Shokel Adam, Basa Keneged Akli, or Keneged Akupets. Um, uh, a person is allowed, uh, if you want to sell meat, as we discussed yesterday's year, where we had uh, an, an amount of meat, we said you can split it up, as long as you don't mention uh, the, uh, the monetary uh, amounts, what you are allowed to do, uh, you can, uh, and now the question comes, uh, weighing the meat, uh, and how do you weigh it? Uh, so you can't use a, uh, a normal uh, scale in the normal way, that looks like a, a weekday activity, what's known as Uvdin de Chol, you can't do that. However, uh, you can weigh it against uh, another vessel uh, of sorts, you know, an, an abnormal way of doing it, or against a cleaver, a meat cleaver, uh, that uh, usually used for cutting meat into big pieces. Uh, and then, you know, and, and, and later on, you'll, you'll work out, after Yom Tov, you'll say, oh, okay, well, that, that, uh, that, that cleaver weighed X, uh, or that vessel weighed X, and therefore, you could do it uh, that way. However, Chachamim, remember the rabbi, say, no, ain mashkichin bekaf me'oznaim kol ikar. No, you're not even allowed to look at uh, the, these pans of this uh, balance scale. Okay, in other words, uh, you're not even allowed to uh, get involved with the scale in any way, okay, uh, in any manner. All right, so the Gomorrah appears, my kol ikar, what do you mean in any way? Why do you have to add that in? Uh, and it says, Rabbi Yudah, I'm a Rabbi Yudah, even if you want to keep the meat uh, safe and away from uh, mice, you're not allowed to put it in a scale, uh, even for that purposes, because then it looks like you're weighing it. Amaravidi ba'avin vu detalia betirita. As long as you know, that's only when the when the when the um, um, scale is actually hanging on on the ring what they used to obviously have is a uh, is a, a, a flat metal bar uh, and uh, and that was held up uh, by, uh, by by uh, uh, some kind of holder and it's if, the, if, if it's on there and then you would attach the pans uh, to that uh, the, that uh, flat uh, the horizontal uh, scale type thing so that, that horizontal scale uh, horizontal bar that beam is being held up uh, then already uh, then that looks like you're weighing it over there but if it's uh, just you know on lying on the on the side uh, and uh, then you could put it in a uh, this a, a balancing pan but you know it's, it, was, it wouldn't be fit for weighing if it's really like uh, on, on on a utensil already so it's not uh, able to be uh, used for, for weighing, so then it would be allowed. Okay, Ram Rav Yudah Amashmur, and Rav Yudah says that uh, Shmuel says, uh, even if it's a Tabach, Uman, if you have an expert butcher over there, uh, he doesn't even need a scale, he's got stricter rules. Asu Basabiyad, him taking a piece of meat by hand, because he's so expert in uh, how much meat weighs, he can't even measure it out by hand. Ram Rav Yudah Amashmur, also in the name of Shmuel, who said, Tabach Uman, Asu Basabamayim. Uh, even uh, for even putting meat in water uh, and seeing the amount of displacement on the water uh, that uh, you know you would you would work out you know this wheat meat weighs this amount of things so it, you know it would uh, the, these expert butchers can't even do these things because, you know what, what we would uh, what a normal person would consider fairly abnormal ways of weighing meat uh, for a butcher uh, that is a common way of doing it a weekday way of doing it. Uh, um, what, what they would often do is uh, cut a piece of 
uh, a hole in the meat uh, or possibly even drill through a piece of a bone uh, so that it would act as a kind of um, uh, carrying handle. Uh, it says you are allowed to, you aren't allowed to do that on Yom Tov. Uh, it says Beit Yad Babasar, you can't do that on a Yom Tov. Uh, that looks like a weekday activity. Amir Avina, Viada Shari. But if you poked your uh, finger through, uh, then uh, through a piece of meat, that is an abnormal way of doing things and that could act as a, uh, a way to carry it. All right, Amir Avuna, Ravuna says, Muta Lasot Siman Babasar, you are allowed to make some kind of mark uh, on a uh, on, on a festival uh, so that it doesn't get confused uh, with the meat of a of another person um and kihai derava baravuna makata ikhlay atlata karnata uh, he says he used to cut his meat uh, into uh, triangles uh, and, and Rashi shows us a picture of a triangle there, not quite sure uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he meant, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what Rashi, why Rashi thought we didn't understand what a triangle is, anyway uh, so he used to cut his meat into triangles uh, to, to show uh, that it was uh, fit to be eaten alright, a similar kind of idea uh, not quite the same but, uh, you know, but it does touch on the idea of, uh, of meat being hidden from view, it's a big discussion uh, in um, uh, the Gomorrah in Avodazora uh, and uh, exactly how you are, are meant to uh, keep meat, uh, you know, make sure that the meat has not been swapped uh, by uh, uh, someone who would want to swap it, a non-Jew, uh, or, or like birds could come and take it, a piece of kosher meat and drop a piece of uh, non-kosher meat uh, over there. Uh, um, you know, and, and, and that, that leads on to a whole discussion there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it doesn't seem to be um, that type of thing. But also, cutting meat in a certain shape uh, was done for that purpose as well. So you can be sure uh, that it's got some kind of uh, stick on uh, or mark uh, mark on it. You know, so if it's got some kind of, uh, we have stickers today uh, for meat to show which meat is kosher and which not. All right, uh, all right. So now carrying on uh, with this discussion. Um, Rav Kiba Shimon Berebi Shoklin Bemane Keneged Mane Biyomtov. Rav Kiba and Rabbi Shimon, the son of Rabbi of Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, uh, they would uh, weigh uh, one piece of meat against the other. Okay, that's how they would uh, do it. Uh, you know, that's uh, they would um, uh, you know weigh it all together. Uh, uh, you know, weigh one piece of meat. They would uh, judge. Okay, you take this piece, you take that piece. All right, on Yomtov itself. Come on, says the Gemara. Who are they going like? Uh, Rabbi Huda, they're not going either like Rabbi Huda, not like the rabbis in the Mishnah, because Rabbi Huda, if it goes like Rabbi Huda, Rama Shokaladam, Akli or Kenega Kupitz. Um, uh, you know, you have to uh, uh, measure and weigh uh, meat against the vessel or against the cleaver. Okay, uh, and, and specifically Kenegid Akli in Kenegid Mediachrina law. It has to be against the vessel, uh, but anything else, including your hand in this case, uh, it wouldn't be allowed. So they seem to measure one with their hands, and that seemingly wouldn't be allowed. Ikrabanan, and if it's like the rabbis, Vahamari Ain Mashkin, Bekafamazan, Kulikar, the rabbis say, no, you can't even weigh in any way. You can't even look at the pans of a scale. In other words, you can't weigh in any, uh, in any way. So how are they actually doing this, weighing by hand doesn't seem to fit either of these two opinions that we saw in the Mishnah of Rabbi Huda and the Rabbis. So therefore, they followed a third opinion, uh, an opinion that we haven't seen till now is Rabbi Yeshua's opinion. Uh, you can weigh one piece of, uh, you know, one portion against another portion beyond Yom Tov. You are allowed to do that on Yom Tov. 
uh, came, uh, and it would seem that uh, you know they, they would uh, you know do, use the scale uh, and, and and weigh you know say this piece of meat is equivalent to that piece of meat. Okay, so you know he says you are allowed to do that. Rabbi Yeshua is most lenient uh, with that, and he says you're allowed to weigh it on Yom Tov. Also, he says not a, a completely a weekday kind of activity because weighing you normally weigh uh, with a specific weight on the other side and not uh, one piece of meat against the other. Uh, and Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says. Rabbi Yeshua. The lacha actually goes like Rabbi Yeshua. Who else? Nan bebechorot kavata. He says the lacha goes like him because we learned to Mishnah in bechorot uh, uh, like him. What is that Mishnah in bechorot? Did none, as we learned. Psulei mukdashin anatan lehektish with animals that have become uh, consecrated. Uh, they uh, and, and then uh, they were consecrated. There's probably um, you know that. Uh, the, the, and then they've got a blemish, so you can't check them uh, anymore. You can't take them uh, and, and, and put them on the altar, sorry. You can't bring them to the temple, uh, seeing as though they have a blemish. Uh, it says, uh, the Henatan, the Hektish. Uh, all the, the, as much benefit as possible goes to Hektish. So a bit of introduction over here. Uh, so really what, what happens is, uh, although this animal was meant to be uh, uh, you know, brought as an offering in the Beit HaMikdash, and now, uh, because it's got a blemish on it, it cannot be brought uh, as an offering in the Beit HaMikdash. So normally, uh, what you would say is that that animal has got uh, sanctity on it uh, still, and you can't, you should not um, demean it uh, in, in, in any way. You're not allowed to use it for work. You're not allowed to um, uh, share it uh, if, if it's a type of sheep, uh, as opposed to, you know, if, if it's, uh, you know, if it's shareable, uh, you're not allowed to share it, etc. Uh, but, however, you've got the counter uh, uh, balance against this, is that, that what? You want to maximize the amount of money that you're making for hectish, and therefore, what are you allowed to do? Uh, what you're allowed to do uh, is um, uh, have this, you have to maximize the amount of, hect- of, of, uh, of, of value you get for the beta mikdash. So therefore, what you are allowed to do is measure it out uh, the way meat is measured uh, in order to get the best price. Because if you just have to estimate uh, the amount of, of meat, uh, what it is, you're not gonna get as high a price. So therefore, to get the highest price for hectish, you should actually, you are allowed to measure it out on a scale, so that's what we're talking over here. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, every the benefit belongs to Ektish, Therefore, uh, it says b'shoklin b'mane keneged mane b'bechor, and uh, it, it says so. Therefore, you're allowed to, uh, um, you know, weigh it normally. And now we qualify this, and we say, uh, you, but you can't weigh the b'chor uh, normally uh, over here. Uh, the the you, you have to do it in a different way. Uh, a, um, uh, and, and weighing one piece of meat against another piece of meat is not an exact weight. You have to do that for the Bechor. Why? Because the case, even though the Bechor is blemished and you are allowed to shake it, uh, the, the, the big difference between a Bechor, which is a holy animal, and then it, it gets, gets a blemish, we do not allow you to, to weigh it in a normal way uh, because of the fact that uh, the benefit of the Bechor goes to the Kohen. Uh, who's, uh, who, who gets the, the full benefit of this before now, does not go to the temple. So therefore, there's no need uh, to maximize its value. So what you do it, you do it in a way that is not precise. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're saying that you can weigh one piece against another piece uh, of, of meat, uh, but for a bechor. So we see from there uh, that uh, you, you know, 
uh, even in a case where you're not allowed to weigh stuff exactly, uh, weighing it uh, one portion of against, uh, against another portion is defined as not exact. So surely that backs up uh, what Ravi Yeshua says. He says that is not a normal way of measuring because you're allowed to do that for a Bechor. Amalai says no. Uh, maybe what you said is not uh, the correct. Why? It's only with Rabbi Yeshua that you're not allowed to uh, weigh um, one thing. Uh, that you are allowed to weigh one thing against another. Only on a Yom Tov. Okay. Ella, Deleika, Bizion Kochem. He says no, that's only when there is no disgrace. To, uh, to holy food. We're talking here about normal meat uh, and therefore you're allowed to do it. Uh, but uh, he says maybe in that case, uh, you know, there's no disgrace of the kochim. However, aval hatam, dika bezion kochim. He says no, maybe that is a demeaning way uh, to uh, um, uh, treat a bechor. Uh, he says maybe he even wouldn't. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua would not allow you to weigh one piece of meat against another piece of meat uh, for a bechor. He says no, you'll just estimate it. So uh, this piece must weigh uh, X amount of kilos, uh, whatever, and that's, uh, and that's how you would do it. Okay, so maybe he would say uh, that that vision kochim for a bechor to do that. Uh, or inami, uh, you could even say, at kanok kamri rabanan hatam, you would only say that uh, only in the case of the firstborn, uh, in the firstborn because uh, it doesn't look like the normal way of measuring meat. But on a festival, uh, on where it, it, it does uh, have, you know, weighing using a scale, uh, it does look like a, a weekday kind of activity, uh, then you wouldn't be al- allowed, you know, um, you know, uh, they would not allow you to do it in that way. Okay, so we thought uh, that uh, Rabbi Yeshua, uh, we'd back up Rabbi Yeshua's view uh, uh, from this Mishnah, and we say, no, not necessarily back up from, from, from that perspective, and we say, the, uh, not necessarily uh, like that. Okay, and... Um, uh, the uh, you know that uh, the the, um, the 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 halacha actually is um, you know that uh, you're not allowed to to um, uh, to, to to measure uh, on, on on a festival even to work out how much uh, food to cook even and also to keep stuff safe on a scale uh, if it's uh, hung in the regular way and also you can't weigh one piece of meat against another piece of meat uh, over there you're not allowed to to do such a thing and uh, you are allowed to do, weigh it in your hands unless you are a, uh, a professional uh, butcher uh, over there that is what all what the Magain Abraham uh, says uh, and, and, and the Shulchan Aruch rules that way as well all right so um, uh, that is that. All right. So now, um, so now we would say. So now the question the Gemara asks now the Meimra at the Kapti I had a day. Seemingly they weighed Rav Kiyah and Rabbi Shimon Berebi. Uh, they would uh, they, they weighed one thing against each other. So it would seem that they were very uh, makped with each other, very particular uh, with each other. Uh, in other words, you know, you, I don't want you to get more uh, meat than you are due. Uh, it says Vahai Hani Shav Benita Atu Levai Rebi. Uh, there were these seven fish that were brought to the house of uh, of Rebbe, uh, you know, uh, um, Rebbe Shimon's uh, father, Vashka Chamesh, Mina, and there were there were five of them 
found in the house of Rabbi Kia. Okay, so he took five out of the seven fish. Uh, it says, Velo Kapid, uh, you know, and, and no, one, no one really worried uh, about that. Velo Kapid, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi wasn't worried that you, you got five out of the seven fish. You know what? So what? It doesn't make a difference. You got this, I'll get that, etc. So they weren't uh, very particular uh, with each other. Uh, so therefore, Amara Papa, Papa says, Shada Gavra Benayu, uh, throw a person in between uh, the two of them so it can't just be they, these two people. E, Rabbi Kia. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yossi. Uh, maybe it was Rabbi Kia and Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi. So it was Rabbi Kia involved in the situation, but it wasn't uh, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi. It was Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yossi. Or alternatively, E, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi. Uh, it could have been Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi involved in the incident. Ubakapara, uh, and it was Bakapara. So they had a different relationship, uh, and, uh, and and therefore they were more makbed with each other. Okay, the uh, uh, the Mishnah, next Mishnah, uh, short Mishnah, and Mashikin etasakin biyomtum aval Mashiach al gabe kaveta. You're not allowed to sharpen a knife on a yomtov, uh, the normal, the way you do it normally during the week, uh, but you can do in an abnormal way, uh, i.e. Uh, scrape the knife one against each other, and thereby uh, sharpening the blade. Okay, and um, you know, that's uh, seemingly, that's over in the hall, you know, that's uh, uh, you know, a kind of weekday uh, activity as well. All right, so now uh, we're going to have um, a number of different uh, uh, um, interpretations of, uh, of this, um, uh, of this uh, uh, Mishnah, uh, four different interpretations, all in all. I'm Rav Huna, Lo Shanu Ela Bemachashet Shel Even. When we talk to say, you're not allowed to sharpen a knife on a yomtiv, that's only if you do it in the normal way, okay, on a, on a, on a, uh, on, on a stone that's used for sharpening, a whetstone, okay, but if you do it on some kind of uh, um, sharpening, a wood sharpener, uh, then uh, that is muta, okay, that's a, that's a non-normal way of doing it. When we said a uh, um, something that is, is the stone sharpener uh, that is asur that's only when you're using it uh, to sharpen uh, if you're just scraping against it to take off the fat you'd be allowed uh, to uh, um, uh, use it uh, and he said you know the, the, the inference is that if it's made of wood uh, it doesn't make a difference if you're uh, using it uh, to sharpen uh, that, that would be fine uh, and definitely to take off uh, the fat. So it's only a stone uh, item that you're using for sharpening purposes, but uh, even a, snow, a stone item for, for scraping or fat would be permitted. That is uh, one understanding. Some people saying that uh, what Rav Huda, Rav Huda uh, was saying, uh, was talking about the last one. Uh, when it says of eights, it is mutar. Uh, that um, it's really, um, so, sorry, the, uh, uh, sorry, the, the the four different explanations of what of, of what Rahuna uh, says uh, over here. So uh, the, the, you know, with what Rahuna says, you're not allowed to sharpen a knife, uh, you know, with with a stone one, but you can do a wooden one. So you know, the first explanation of that was uh, no. When it said a stone was only for sharpening purposes, uh, but if you're using a stone to wipe off the fat, uh, then that's fine. And a wooden thing in any ca- any uh, any way you could do. Okay, it can matter No, some people are saying that uh, Rav Huda's statement was, was talking about the, the last part of what Rav Huna says, uh, wooden one is permitted, 
uh, he says uh, he says when a wooden one is permitted uh, that is only to, to a wooden uh, sharpening uh, thing is only to scrape off the fat complete opposite over here uh, uh, the only time you're allowed to use a, a wooden th- only time you're allowed to do it is a wooden thing for non-sharpening purposes okay uh, as opposed to Michlaud uh, Vashal Evin as opposed to a stone thing you're not even allowed to take off uh, fat off the metal thing uh, use a, a metal stone uh, to take fat off and definitely obviously not to sharpen it on <laughs> okay that is uh, second understanding uh, it says so here the, it does refer to the Mishnah uh, Rav Yudah is actually referring to what he said in the Mishnah you all out to scrape one knife on the other I'm Rav Yudah was that that Rabbi Huda in the name of Shmuel says Lo shanu shamnita. that is only scraping one knife against the other uh, to take off the fat asur. but to uh, to sharpen it uh, would be forbidden uh, forbidden uh, asur. Uh, you know, the, 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 so you can't use anything that sharpens it. Okay, so even if, you know, even a wooden thing, uh, you wouldn't be allowed uh, to do it to remove the fat. So he says it's all about, um, you know, uh, you're only allowed to uh, take uh, scrape one knife against the other uh, in order to to take off the fat. Uh, but uh, so therefore, a sharpener, uh, even a, a wooden sharpener, uh, you know, a, a wooden sharpener is not allowed. Uh, you know, even to take off the fat. So it's only one knife against another. Um, okay, so those are the, uh, the different uh, understandings of, uh, of, of, what we, um, of what we have uh, over there. Okay, so, sorry. Some people say uh, it was... Um, um, Oh, sorry, I think I missed out this line. You're not allowed to sharpen a knife on a yomtov. It says, That's only to sharpen it. You're allowed to take off the fat. They would be allowed. So, uh, you know, so it's only when it, when it talks about sharpening the knife, but if you want to take the fat, it's fine. Uh, but but uh, uh, scraping one knife against another uh, is allowed, even if you want to sharpen it. So you can imagine that I for no, there were some people that teach it on the end of the Mishnah. Which is, you're not, you are allowed to run one knife over the other. He says, That's only where you want to take off the fat. But if you want to sharpen it, it's forbidden. So, you know, when you're using a sharpening item, then you couldn't even take off the fat. Okay. Apologies uh, for that, uh, but yeah, those are the four different cases. All right, Mantan and Machesit Asur. Who is the Tana that says it is uh, totally forbidden to use the sharpening thing? I'm Rav Kista. Rav Kista says, Glok Rabbi Yuda. Can't be like Rabbi Yuda. The Tanya, because we have a brighter. It says, Ain Bain, Yom Tov Shabbat, Ela Ocho Nefesh Bivad. Something that uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, Bezrat Hashem, uh, soonish uh, when it comes to Megillah. Uh, we have the, all the Ain Bains, uh, and it says the difference, only difference between a Shabbat and a Yom Tov uh, is uh, talking about uh, preparation of food. Ocho Nefesh, Rabbi Yuda, Matir, Afem Machshirei, Ocho Nefesh. He says, no, even uh, the, the preliminaries uh, before you actually get to Ocho Nefesh, you'd be allowed to do that. So, obviously, in this case, um, uh, you know, even sharpening a knife. 
uh, should be fine uh, on Yom Tov. So, so therefore, it can't go like Rabbi Yudah. I'm going to Rava, Rav Kista, Rava said to Rav Kista, says, Dashinan, Mishmach, Halakhik Rabbi Yudah. We learn in your name, the Halakha goes like Rabbi Yudah. And he's very happy with that. I'm going to say, Rava, Dukol, Kihani, Mili, Malyata, Tidrashun, Bishmai. All great statements like this, I don't mind you saying them in my name. Alright, I'm Rabbi Nehemiah, Brader of Yosef, Hava Kamina, Kamei de Rava, Hava Ka, Amavir, La Sakina, Apuma, the Dukula. I was standing in front of Rava, so Rabbi Nehemiah, the son of Rabbi Yosef, said I was standing in front of Rava, and I saw he was, uh, uh, he was running this knife over the rim of a basket on Yom Tov, and it says, Amir Leib, and I said to him, Lachadada Ka'avid Mar, O'O Lavir Shamnuta. Uh, he said, are you doing it to sharpen it or just take off the fat? I'm like, no, 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 I love you. Uh, no, I just want to take off the fat. Uh, but really, I saw this, uh, his real intention, the uh, Kadadai, he was really doing it to sharpen it. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the reason is, uh, he really rules, he says, bottom line, uh, you, you, you are allowed to... Um, do it in this manner, uh, but you don't rule that way uh, publicly uh, because of the fact that people would uh, misunderstand that halakha and they would sharpen stuff normally. Uh, so if you do it in an, uh, this abnormal way uh, by sharpening against the rim of this basket, uh, that is actually fine. Uh, but you but you can't rule that way for the masses. But if you you understand it, you are allowed to rule uh, that way if you if you follow the, all the principles. Uh, similar kind of story. Amabam, have a committee matter the mar. Abai says I was standing in front of of master. In other words, probably Rabba. Have you had Rabba Kamavir Sakina Ishtapata the 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 Reichaya, and he was uh, had a knife on the edge of this millstone uh, on 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 Yom Tov. Shamnuta. Why are you doing that? Is it to uh, uh, take off the fat or to sharpen it? No, I just want to take off the fat. I saw that he was actually doing it to sharpen it. Uh, again, uh, he, that, that is the actual halakha, that you would be allowed to do it, but we can't rule that way publicly. Ibalu, uh, question, are you allowed to show a, a knife to a chakam on Yom Tov? So, uh, so the question is, is this like a uvdin uh, dukhol, or maybe like if it's found to have a, a, a problem with it, then you'll come and uh, uh, you know, fix it up, and that would be problematic. So all different understandings of exactly why um, you, you know, wouldn't be allowed uh, to, to do it. All right, so, so therefore, and, and really uh, what uh, this goes according to in general, uh, in terms of shkita non uh, what, uh, what what you should do is show enough to a chacham beforehand uh, to ensure that it's not uh, damaged. And also, number one, it's really uh, to respect uh, the chacham uh, and also to make sure, you know, if he says it's fine, well, then we're sure that uh, the knife is good. So it also validates uh, the shkita. Okay, and uh, there also is, you know, another thing is that maybe you'll carry it uh, beyond the tchum uh, for this purpose and, uh, you know, that uh, uh, could be a judgment uh, also on Yom Tov, uh, etc. All right, so, you know, all of these uh, different prohibitions uh, could be applicable, okay, over here. 
All right, any case, uh, the, the, you know, getting back to the actual case, can you show a knife to a Chacham uh, on Yom Tov? Uh, Rabbi Mari, Rav Bizna Shari, he allows it. Rav Mari, the son of Rav Bizna, allows it. Rabbanan Asiri, Rabbas Asadit. Rav Yosef, Tamir Chacham, Re'el Atmo. Tamir Chacham can check it for himself, uh, and it says, Mashila Lacharim, and he can show it to the other one. Uh, this would seem to be really be going more along the lines of uh, uh, where you worry that it's in the hall, something that is a weekday uh, type of activity. Uh, because, you know, if it, if it wasn't, you know, if a time uh, could check it for himself, you might say, oh, well, you know, if he finds it, it's, it's a bit dull, he might try sharpen it. So we don't see, we see, we don't actually have that um, uh, concern. All right. So now, I'm uh, Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef says, Sakin she'amda, a knife that uh, becomes uh, um, blunt. Mutzel lechada dabi yomtov. You're allowed to sharpen it uh, on a festival. Hanimili, who the the paska agav duchta. That's only if it cuts, uh, but uh, you know, with dochek, you know, you are uh, doing it at, at, you know, with. Uh, you have to, it's a bit of a push uh, to do it, a difficulty, okay, so really you're just, uh, you're not making anything new, uh, you're just improving on, uh, on, on something old, but if it can't cut at all, if it's so blunt that it doesn't cut at all, uh, then you can't uh, uh, sharpen it at all. Um, Darish, Rav Kista, Vitaima, Rav Yosef, either Rav Kista or Rav Yosef taught the following, Echad Sakin, Shnifkama, whether a knife gets a Nikonot and Yom Tov, Echad Shpud, Shem, or a, 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 a skewer uh, that gets uh, crushed on a festival and, and uh, you know, on a Yom Tov and a point uh, breaks off. Uh, it says, And uh, sweeping out of coals in oven and a stove and Yom Tov uh, to prepare it for uh, the, the next uh, person or the next uh, bake. Uh, it says, um, you know, all of those things. You come to the, the, the dispute between Rabbi Yudah and the Rabbanan. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to do things except for uh, prep, preparing food. Rabbi Yudah says, no, even preparing for, for, for food. Okay, so, so really, uh, that is, you know, Rabbi Yudah would seem to allow all of these things uh, and, uh, and the rabbis not. Okay, so let's see the basis of their machloket. Uh, my time at Tanakama, why does Tanakama say specifically uh, food preparation, nothing else? I'm a cry. Because the passage says, Hula ro yase lachem. This is, uh, the, the, that is, uh, you know, it, it talks about what people eat. Uh, that, uh, that alone could be done for you. Okay, that the beginning part of the passage talks, uh, it's Pashat Bo, it says, um, uh, you know, talking about people eating, and it says that specifically uh, can be done for you. Okay, who to specifically for food preparation and not the uh, for food for food purposes, uh, but um, you know, the, the, but but not things that uh, prepare for the food. Uh, um, for, for, for food. No, it says lachem. Uh, it's got to be lachem. Lachem, lachor tzolchechem. You couldn't do it. Uh, it says you have to do it, and if it's uh, for, for anything that you need to do, so it's got a much broader, um, you know, expands it more. Tanakama, hakativ lachem. What does the Tanakama do with lachem? Surely that expands things. Amalach, so he says to you, lachem. It's got to be for you, I, for Jewish people, and not for non Jews. We had discussed that prohibition uh, also a few days ago whether you're allowed to invite a non-Jew for Yom Tov. 
to you. All right, Idach, Nami Hakativ, who? What about uh, Rabbi Yudah? Uh, what does he do with the word who? Uh, you know, that you have to, you have to do. Yeah, it's that. Okay, Amalu, Hakativ, who? Hakativ, Lachem. So it says who, uh, which is kind of restrictive, uh, specifically it, and also says Lachem. Uh, you know, so also which is uh, for for you, uh, which seems to be fairly expensive. Avlo uh, kasha. So he says, uh, how do I explain that? There's no difficulty. Can b'machshirin she'efshar lasotom be'erev yomtov? Can b'machshirin she'efshar lasotom be'erev yomtov? He says, no. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, things that uh, help out uh, the, the the making food. Uh, if you can do those before, uh, for example, uh, crushing salt, uh, you wouldn't be allowed to do on a festival itself because you, the salt is not going to go off, so you should have crushed that before Yom Tov. Uh, th- then you wouldn't be allowed to do that on a Yom Tov, as opposed to uh, things that would go off, uh, that wouldn't be as good on Yom Tov. Uh, you know, and uh, here, for example, crushing spices, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's defined as part of the uh, cooking processes. Process. All right. Amar Rav Yudah, Amar Shmuel. Rav Yudah says the name of Shmuel. Shpud she nitzav. This this uh, bent skewer. Uh, it says asu latzakno biyomtov. You're not allowed to fix it on yomtov. Okay. But when it says pshita, surely you know you, you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Everyone knows you're not allowed to fix things on yomtov. And no Lord Tzricha. No. Why do we need to say this? Afagav at mifshit biaday. You know, even though you could just bend it uh, out and, and fix it by uh, straightening with your hand, uh, and you don't need any tools uh, for that still uh, it is not allowed I'm Rav Yudan Shmuel Rav Yudan says the name of Shmuel Shpud said Tzalo Bo Basar the skewer that you've roasted meat upon on, uh, uh, on, on Yom Tov Asur Lata Tzalo Bi Yom Tov you're not allowed to move it on Yom Tov it would seem to have already uh, fulfilled its purpose and now it just becomes maybe a bit disgusting uh, and, uh, and therefore not allowed to be uh, used uh, on, on, on Yom Tov Okay, uh, it's, it's not really a utensil and stuff like that, so therefore maybe you're not allowed to use it according to the uh, strict um, uh, definition of mukta. Okay, and it's not fit for anything else. Okay, Rav Adabahava Amar Rav Malkiyo. Rav Adabahava said that Malkiyo uh, says, Shomto Manicho Bekirin Zavit. No, you're allowed to take the skewer out the animal uh, and, and put it in a corner so that it doesn't poke uh, anyone. Uh, it might hurt someone at a sharp point if it's in the middle of the house. Uh, okay, so now uh, it says, I'm a Rav Ba'ashi, I'm a Rav Huna. And we just qualify this a bit more. Rav Ba'ashi in the name of Rav Huna says, it says, Ahu, Shiyashalav Kazai Prasar. And that's only allowed to move it if it's got uh, a bit of meat on it, uh, a Kazai, uh, an, an olive amount of meat. Uh, Ravina Amar, Afalpish, Ainalav Basar, Mutar. He says, no, even if it hasn't got meat upon it, you might think, well, you could move it. It's known as a, as a basis, uh, you know, if something becomes a basis for Devar uh, Mukta, you are allowed to move it if uh, the thing on, on top of it is uh, important, okay, uh, and, uh, and therefore you'd be allowed to move this, uh, this whole skewer because of the meat that's on it, the meat renders it significant. However, uh, Ravina says no, even if it's got no meat uh, upon it, uh, it says, uh, uh, even though there's no meat on it, you are allowed to take it. It's like a thorn in the Rishutarabim. It's causing danger to people, and, and therefore you are allowed to move this thorn. You have to do it in an abnormal way, 
uh, less than four amot at a time, uh, etc. So the same thing uh, with a skewer because it is a danger uh, to people. It could hurt someone. You're allowed to move it normally to the corner. Okay, so now we had quoted someone called Rav Malkio and Amarav Hanina, Rader of Ika, Shpud, Shvachot, and Gumot, Rav Malkio. Okay, uh, the following three statements is someone called Rav Malkia and Rav Malkio. Okay, and Rav Kinana, son of Ika, says the skewer uh, that was used for roasting meat and uh, it's got no uh, olive amount on it. He says you could even take uh, olive amount of meat. He says you could take that to the corner. Uh, the lacha talking about uh, maid servants, whether you know, a woman has to do some work around the house. Uh, if she uh, brings in maid servants, there's an opinion in the Mokomorian Ketubot. Um, that uh, the more maid servant she brings in, the less and less she has to do. If she brings in enough, she might not have to do anything. Uh, Rav Malkio uh, taught, um, uh, um, he says, no, um, uh, Rav Malkio t- teaches, no, uh, a woman has to do something in the house, even if she brings in a hundred uh, maid servants, uh, you know, because uh, uh, otherwise uh, boredom leads to her, you know, uh, uh, doing uh, you know, improper things uh, as well. So, you know, she, she might uh, sin uh, inappropriately with other men, uh, etc., because she, she's so bored. Uh, and then, uh, talking about gumot, uh, talking about hair follicles, uh, if, a, if a, a young girl grows uh, two hairs in her pubic area, uh, that is considered to be a, um, uh, a sign of maturity, and she now becomes changed from Nara to a Bulgarian. Uh, she said that is defined as adulthood, uh, the first stage of adulthood. Uh, and uh, even, says Rav Malkio, uh, even if those hairs fall out, um, uh, you know, and, and there's no hairs there, but there are these uh, um, uh, gumot, literally holes, but we're talking about follicles. Uh, there, so we say that those hairs are there, uh, but they must have been there, but they've fallen out. Those are all statements of Rav Malkio. Belorit, Afar Mikle Ugvina, Rav Malkia. Okay, but the, the statements made uh, about a belorit, uh, belorit uh, is uh, uh, what uh, the um, uh, the idol worshippers used to do was they used to leave like a strip of hair uh, in the in the back of their head, okay, and uh, or maybe even in the front of their head. Not sure what. Uh, uh, like a, a, a spiky bit of hair uh, that they would leave uncut uh, and if they go to a Jewish barber a Jewish barber is not allowed to cut away uh, the rest of the hair and just leave them uh, with that because that's uh, like almost aiding and abetting Avodah Zorah so you can't do that uh, and um, uh, a Jew can't look as if he's helping it out so, so therefore he has to stop within three hand breaths, uh, three finger breaths of it uh, and also the halacha talking about putting ashes on a wound not something that we would really uh, consider to be uh, very sanitary today uh, but they felt that ashes on a wound would help uh, cure the wound uh, that they felt that that would be good uh, because when it, uh, when it um, does uh, get better uh, you have put ashes in your skin and now it looks like a tattoo Givina uh, and it says Zalacha in terms of a non-Jewish cheese you're not allowed to have non-Jewish cheese why? because they put on top of the they put lard on top uh, to, um, to make it smooth on top those are all Rav Malkia taught by Rav Malkia okay so here we have the statement of Rav Malkia uh, talking about this, uh, this shud, uh, this, uh, this, uh, um, uh, this, uh, this skewer. Okay, Rav Papa Amri Manitin Manita. All the statements regarding Mishnah or Brata, Rav Malkia, 
Rav, you know, it says Shmata anything that you know halakot that aren't related to specific Mishnah Brata, Rav Malkio. Okay, so he just uh, swaps it around. Uh, really, it's uh, the the, um, the the what you the way you could remember it. Magnitin uh, Malkata. Anything that's a Mishnah is like a queen. The Mishnah is like a queen, and therefore Rav Malkata, the the Mishnah ta, uh, you know, Magnitin. Uh, the Mishnah is like a queen, so you would say like a Malkata uh, reminds you of Rav Malki Malkia. Uh, you know the, the feminine type of thing. Ma uh, is really what's the difference between the two? It of The difference is that ones of of uh, of the maid servants. Uh, according to Rav Kinnina, it was Rav Malkior that said it. Rav Papa says no. It was taught by Rav Malkia. Uh, it was a machloket in a Mishnah. Okay, uh, that completes that. Uh, we'll leave it for today. Everyone should have a great day.